up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stanaway. In today's episode, I sit down with my wife and we discuss what life has been like in between times of ceremonies and the healing journeys and updates. And, you know, it's been a couple years now. What is it like on a day-to-day basis? And what are some of the things that we are going to run into that we should be aware of so that we can deal with whatever is being thrown at us accordingly to help us continue on our journey. Now, before we start, I want to talk about smudging. Right now, I have, let's see here, I have some mugwort, some sage, some copal, and some myrrh. Those are each a type of plant or or plant resin, tree resin, that can be used for smudging. Now, a lot of you guys might not know what smudging is, but smudging is the act of burning some type of incense or herb to cleanse the energy. I talk all the time about how everything is energy and frequency and vibration. And one of the things that I personally do every day is I smudge. I smudge my body. I smudge my room. I talk to the plants. I ask it to clean the energy, purify the room, and bring back all of the frequency to a normal, natural state. So the Viking tip of the week is to learn about smudging. It's not a part of our culture. A lot of people will think it's a witchy or I don't even know. We just have all these stories that we've been told and made up and attached ourselves to. There's nothing wrong with burning a plant and asking it to help you. I promise that's not going to put you in hell. It's not. Wildfire grows and burns down pine trees and all sorts of shit around here. Does that mean that God's going to go to hell for burning the tree? No, guys. No. As long as we don't take more than we receive, as long as we don't take more than we need, as long as we're always giving back and offering and working together like a relationship, there is no issue. It's actually quite the opposite. It's very connecting. It's very nice. I'm not someone that can just be tricked in placebos work all the time. Um, obviously, placebos do work, but I, uh, it's very difficult for a placebo to work on me because I'm just a skeptic. However, the plants, man, there's just something to them. So copal is a resin, and it was used in the sweat lodge that I was in down in Costa Rica. Myrrh is also a resin that was used in the sweat lodge, and myrrh and copal come from... Central and South America. But I also use mugwort. Mugwort is very close to me as my Scandinavian roots. There's something special about the spirit of mugwort that I just personally enjoy. The other night, I freaking was sitting here smudging in my room, closing my eyes, meditating. And I didn't realize, but I had like hot box to my room. Vanessa comes downstairs. What the hell? 
I can barely even sleep upstairs. It's so smoky. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I was just in my own world. <coughs> so, yeah, smudging, guys. Look it up. Learn about it. It will help you. The new way that we're going into is a different world. It's a different life than anyone who's ever been alive on this planet has ever experienced. I know that seems crazy, but what's happening is there's a shift and we're going into the dawn of the new age, the golden age, the age of Aquarius. In that age, things are different. Old ways have to be destroyed, broken, purified, and that will create room for new ways to come in. So, if there's one thing that you can start, start by cleaning your energy. Grab some herbs, start burning them. I mean, we, we brush our teeth, we take showers. Why? To clean ourselves. Well, we're not taught about our energetic body, but our energetic body would really like a cleaning too. I mean, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you've never taken like an energetic shower, imagine how foggy and dirty your energy is. I say get as weird as you want as long as you run clean energy. And that clean energy is you having energetic hygiene. So, and so it is. Now, I would like to talk about my buddy Johnny Martinez out in Wisconsin. He has the Warrior Healers podcast. He is a soul brother of mine. He is very, very very similar to me in the sense of we are both Leos. We both run off the fire element. We both are rough around the edges. We're both in jujitsu. We have a lot of the same things going. A lot of the attributes and powers and skills that he's remembering are very similar to mine. We are not the same. We have different shit, but he is similar. And... I really think that if the people who listen to this podcast find my information of value, they would also find a lot of value in Johnny's podcast as he's essentially speaking the same truth as me, but from a different angle. So maybe when I say it, it doesn't resonate with you or it's too deep or the words I use just don't stick and it's hard for you to digest. Well, Johnny also is speaking the same thing from a different viewpoint, from his viewpoint, and maybe his viewpoint does resonate with you a little better. Maybe the way that he explains things, it's a little bit more simple for you to digest, process, analyze, and be able to retain that information. He's a salt-of-the-earth dude. I would do anything for him. I truly believe that the people who are listening to me would also benefit from listening to him. So make sure and go and check out Warrior Healers podcast if you're looking for some new information or you're trying to seek out more ways to help yourself or more tools and modalities to help live a better life. I also would like to give a shout out to everybody who is coming to the drum workshop. Thank you, guys. We will be building handmade drums from cedar, sugar maple, and I believe it's deer hide that we're using. So that should be fun. 
And if anybody who is listening would like to purchase their own drums, let me know and I will get you in contact with my friend. She is a Native American woman. She's been making these by hand her whole life that has been taught to her through her elders. And I find it very sacred and special to be able to pass along such a beautiful trade. And last but not least, before we get on with the show, anybody who is wanting to work with me, the best way to do this is to contact me at compassionatevikingpodcast at gmail.com. I have people asking about websites and um, workshops and all this different stuff. And as far as the workshops go down the road, I do plan on running workshops. However, I do not plan on having a website. I do not plan on having sponsors. I do not plan on having advertisements or marketing strategies. I will not pay somebody to market my shit. Something has came over me where that is, (laughs) that's just not my way. I don't want to do it that way. It doesn't make sense to me. I can't grasp the, the way that it is. And I truly believe that between water and air or ether, we already have a wireless internet. It's the multiverse. And instead of a worldwide web, it's a universal web. We just have to learn what that is. We have to learn what meditation is, manifestation, all those different things. And then I also believe that we create our own reality. So if that's true, and I believe that to be true, then that means that I can create whatever the heck I want in my reality, and I don't feel like using the computer. I know that's crazy, but I truly believe that I can use my mind, and I can use water, and all of the people that are supposed to come to me will come to me, because that's the frequency that I'm on, and I don't chase things anymore. If you chase something, I truly believe that that is a mentality of lack thereof. It's a scarcity mindset. Wanting, chasing, going out to obtain or get is a scarcity mindset. I get on the right vibration and frequency, or for the people who don't know what that means, I tune into a certain channel, and then whatever's on that channel, I receive. It comes to me. I broadcast the channel. And then I can now decode that channel and whatever's on that channel, I can receive. Just like if we turn into channel 13 on the the television. You turn into channel 13 and you don't go chase what's on channel 13. Whatever is on channel 13 comes to you. You just sit on the couch and receive it. I truly believe the same thing with my podcast, with my modalities, with blacksmithing, creation, medicines, wisdom, whatever it is that I have that people may, you know, find a value, I feel like I can do it through my mind. So I don't know how it's going to work, nor do I care, but I do know that it is going to work. So if you guys are interested in learning any of the things that I know, whether it's gardening, farming, permaculture, animals, different herbs, smudging, different ways of making um, medicines. If you're interested in um, shamanic practice, the runes, 
other religions, learning about your roots and your culture, remembering who you truly are, living a better life, healing childhood trauma, learning to chant and dance and ohm and play music, starting your own podcast, jujitsu, any of the things that I've talked about on my podcast, if you find interest in this or would like to learn, all you have to do is just email me at compassionatevikingpodcast at gmail.com and I will help you. I don't, like I said, I don't want to have a website. I don't want to have the things that everybody else is using right now. It's not for me. I'm going to do my own way. I'm going to make my own path. I'm going to do something that's going to show the world that we do not need to rely on this low-tech computer stuff. Now, some of you guys still don't know what to do, yet you're on the path. I do a 20-minute free consultation with anybody who wants to work with me. So in that 20 minutes, we can discuss all of the things that you're searching for. And then from that point on, I will come up with some type of, I'm not going to call it a program, but some type of outline to help you find clarity. For the people out there who have been asking if I'm trying to be an influencer, if I am an influencer, if I'm becoming an influencer, the answer is absolutely not. I'm not an influencer. I don't want to influence anybody to do anything. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like pressure. I don't like force. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told what I need to do or what I should do. Therefore, I will never do that to anybody. I don't want to influence anybody in any way, shape, or form. However, I do want to de-influence them to show them that the influences is what someone else thinks, what someone else thinks is cool, what someone else thinks works. The goal is, is for us not to be influenced by anybody or anything other than our true, authentic self. So no, I'm not an influencer. If anything, I would be someone who can help you remember who you are. I hope you guys like the show. Give me feedback. If you would like to share the show, go ahead. If you would like to subscribe, if you would like to donate, if you would like to help, fund, or anything like that, go ahead. You could do whatever you want. And if you don't, that's fine too. Because this is not about telling somebody what to do, what's right or wrong, how to live their life, where they're going to go after they die if they live their life a certain way. Uh Uh-uh. That's not my job. That's not what I'm here for. I'm simply here to relay information, to help, to serve, and to show, especially us savage men, that it's way more cool to learn how to love and live from your heart than be a Terminator and be this hard, intimidating asshole. Hey guys, we're here with my wife and we're going to talk all about 
what happens after these healing journeys that I go on or that she goes on or that we go on together. I've done many episodes now where I talk about what happens prior and during one of these ceremonies, but I haven't really gone into what the (laughs) aftermath of that is. And I've actually received emails before from people asking about, you know, what happens after? Is everything all better? Is it, is it all of a sudden you go do these different rituals and then all your problems go away? Or, you know, what, what does it consist of? So Vanessa and I have decided that we were going to make a podcast and talk about what it has been like for us, what it's been like on our own personal journeys, and then also what it's like coming together. Because there's a bridge that Mm -hmm. has to be crossed, but we both have to build our own side first. Mm -hmm. You agree? Yeah. This drum right here is pissing me off every time I talk it. Freaking makes a noise. So, one of the things that I think happens is we learn about some of the traumas or issues or whatever's going on with us through these ceremonies. And then when you come back home, the universe or whatever it is seems to throw it in your face. Mm -hmm. This is for me. It's like, what the heck? I thought that I just dealt with this and figured this all out. And here it is again. Mm -hmm. And that can be very, very difficult to deal with, in my opinion. It's frustrating. It's irritating when we go and have our, uh, you know, our vibration is calibrating to a, a new frequency that's on a higher level. And then we come back into our same person, places, and things. Sometimes the energy feels really heavy and it, it makes us sad and pissed off and a lot of emotions that we don't actually want to feel or deal with. Mm-hmm. Do you have any insight on on that? I think that it was really important for us to do this podcast about this topic because I have recently learned that we kind of glorify it when we only talk about the ceremony and how amazing we are after. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about like, the weeks after, the months after even, because it's not all rainbows and sunshine. No, it's not. And I witnessed just recently with somebody in our own family, oh shit, I think they may have gotten the wrong impression that it's going to be super easy. So um, I personally haven't had many lows in my integrating back into normal life. Um but I've had struggles. Like what? That have been hard to deal with. Um, 
I'm trying to think back to my ayahuasca ceremony. I think I was doing really good after that. Mm-hmm. I don't really think I had any lows after that. Mm-mm. It was after the first heart ceremony. Yeah, that was probably, and it was, I don't know, maybe like a good two, three weeks after where I was like kind of tripping. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that like I learned something and I knew that I needed to go further, but I was scared to go further. And I got in my head and I started spinning stories. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. And the the thing about like ceremonies and when you're, you know, doing it with a bunch of people and you're connected with them, you when you're out of it, you almost feel like if I go to these people, like I want to talk to them. Because they know what I'm experiencing, or maybe they've experienced it, but you don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just try to deal with it on your own. At least most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I was. And then I realized that it was doing me a disservice because I had all these people that I had met that have been like, reach out if you need anything. And I just wasn't doing it until I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to drive myself crazy and picked up the phone and called these people. And they helped me and they helped me realize that we're not supposed to be doing this alone. Even though we do the ceremony, we go back home to our normal lives. We're not meant to go through this alone. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the beauty in it. It's like you're healing yourself, but you're building connections and relationships with other people that do understand maybe not entirely what you're going through, but everybody has to go back to their normal life. Yeah. And deal with something. So I think it's really important that people understand it's not as easy as going to ceremony and everything's healed. That's not the case at all. At least not for me, not what I see. I, I don't know. Do you? How do you feel about that? I think that we have a misconception of good and bad. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see things as good and bad anymore. No. I see it as either like light and dark or dense energy and light energy. And there's like either a lesson or an experience that's waiting for you. Yeah. Or something comes up and you're like, okay, well, I need to work on that. Right. But if we are living a shitty life Mm -hmm. and we're miserable and we've got to the point where we finally have ran through all of the thoughts that we normally would have and we get to the point where we're going to try like a a, a shamanic modality of healing. Mm -hmm. If we've got to the point where we're at a shamanic point of healing then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you were, where you were going with what that. What were you saying? <laughs> I said, I don't know. <laughs> you just totally, I think you jumped in my brain and like completely cleared my brain out. Yeah. And then I Did don't, you feel that too? <laughs> yeah. Because like I started talking and then it just didn't it go where. It went blank. Yeah. Mima, are you here? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. That's like real life though, guys. Like 
that's what I'm trying to say is that things are different and good and. Okay. I got it back. Different ways. Okay. I got it back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Listen. Okay. If we have got to the point where we have done all of our shit and went to the shamanic way to try something new, that means we are tired of our old way. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you go connect back into nature and Mm -hmm. learn about the original ways of what being a human is and what the human experience is, you're going to start to raise your vibration, not because you're raising it, but because you're removing not the bad shit, the dense or heavy energy Mm -hmm. off of you, bringing you back to your natural state. So, Essentially, it's like an energy pur- purify or an energy mm-hmm. cleanse. Okay, that's great. We go to the jungle, we purify, we burn off the old ways, we have a rebirth, we come back a new person, and we're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Except for you get placed back in your old shit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel good, and you hate it. And so now you're in the pickle between do I... like leave all this burn it down flood it out move whatever it whatever it may be Uh or am i just gonna slowly melt back into my old way and just cope like i was before or how do you apply what you learned into your everyday life Mm -hmm. i think it's incredibly um, I think it's a bonus if you come home, like whoever, to people that support you on the journey. I feel that if I was not on the journey with you, you would have a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Because it would be like, my wife knows nothing about what I just went through and I don't know how to talk to her. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we have people coming to us right now with this same scenario. Yes. And... It's, it's kind of hard to complain because if, not complain, explain, because if you're not called to be on this journey and your significant other is, then that's what it is. You can't force anybody to do what you're doing with this journey, even your spouse. Mm-mm. I'm not just saying it won't work, but you, I could see where it would be very hard. Well, you can't tell people you have to show people. Yeah. And the thing is too is that in my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't want to be an influencer. I see yeah. all these influencers on Instagram, all these people. I do I've even been asked, yeah. Are you an influencer? No. 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 I don't want to influence anybody in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I actually want to do quite the opposite. I want them to not be influenced by anything and go off of their heart. Mm-hmm. So if you try to force a human being to be a certain way or live their life a certain way or believe certain shit or whatever, that goes against the natural order. Yeah, That's against the shamanic practice. I will never, ever tell anybody what to do or how to live their life or that my way is better than their way. Mm-hmm. It simply doesn't matter. Mm-mm. But I personally know 
that there is out people out there who want to heal other people because they've now got a taste of it. Yeah. So they know what it's like to start to feel better. Yeah. And now they want to go around and tell everyone, hey, we got, I know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Except for it's not their responsibility to heal the world. The people will come to you when they're ready. Yeah. I feel like we kind of learned that pretty quickly with your family. I mean, we have always been open about the stuff that we're doing with the family. And for a long time, I think that they thought that we were crazy. I think so, Until they started seeing how much it changed us, it benefited us, and it healed us in our marriage and our family and what it's allowed our kids to blossom into. And then it just turned... Now, like, I'm very proud of the fact that we stuck it out and we, we... like gave our family the opportunity to show them the greatness that was coming from us. And, and they're like all kind of on the journey themselves now. And it's great to see it, watch it happen naturally for them and to not feel pressured or forced in any way and know that they know that they have our support a hundred percent. And, you know, it's hard being the first in your family to do anything different. Would you say? Yeah, because then you kind of do get that like treated like the black sheep and like no one's going to understand you. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's also like incredibly fulfilling Mm -hmm. in a sense. Because it's like we secretly root for everybody. Right. We're like, we know that this this can benefit you in the greatest ways. But if you're not ready, you're not ready. When you are ready, it's available to you. And then they just kind of hit you out of left field and they're like, I'm on the journey now. And it's just kind of, it's really cool. I really am enjoying watching the people around us develop their healing in their own way on their own time. Mm -hmm. And I just really enjoy it, I guess. But that's not to say that it's easy. It's very difficult. It's hard. What's hard about it? The like actual doing it. We could talk about it all day. You could talk about going to ayahuasca ceremony. You could talk about going to retreats in the jungle. You could talk, talk about it, applying it and like seeing what you need to work on and accepting it and honoring it is hard. Our water heater is beeping. Sorry. It's okay. Hey, look. Quick fix. (laughs) We're living human beings who have a water heater. And it was making noise. It was really loud. But I was saying the, like, acknowledging what you have to work on is probably the hardest part. For me, anyways. Because it's ugly. Mm -hmm. It's hard to admit, like... What you blamed somebody else for for so many years has actually nothing to do with that person and it has everything to do with you and you have to go in and own it and heal it Mm -hmm. is hard work. It is. And there's that saying that when we blame or point the finger at somebody, there's one pointing it at them and three pointed back at you. Mm -hmm. So every time that we judge somebody... We are essentially judging ourselves three times, threefold. 
Yeah. Well, it's a projection of how you feel that you're putting out onto other people Mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Well, even if it's, even if it's like, um, like I think before I started healing as much as I have Mm -hmm. now is very vulgar and making fun of overweight people and like bashing them and poking, like just casting shade at them all the time. Mm hmm. And the reason is is because even though I am not overweight and like that, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is that I can't even fathom that. It doesn't make sense to me. So it's always a direct reflection of yourself, whether it's a resemblance or the the it's like the yin and yang Mm -hmm. it's one way or the other it's either you resonate with it or you don't resonate with it and there and my great grandma used to tell me she used to say tyler you can never judge anybody until you're perfect Mm. because if you're not perfect then you can't judge and guess what you're never gonna be perfect what grandma was that grandma Faye. oh yeah. She, I think I must have been 12 when she first told me that. Yeah. And I didn't listen to her for a very long time because <laughs> I was wounded. And okay. I, I, that was my way of making myself feel better. Yeah. But now there is no judgment because I realized that we are truly all on our own journey. Mm-hmm. Whether you know that you're on the journey or not, <laughs> that is journey. irrelevant. Yeah. You are on the journey and we are all at different levels of the journey. And you could have a 70-year-old person who is a level 20 on the on the, the soul ascension. And you could have a 9-year-old kid who is level 5 million. Yeah. Your physical age doesn't represent who you truly are. Mm-mm. That's been a big thing, too, is understanding who am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Once I come back home, who am I? Yeah. Like honestly, am I? Once t- you come back home, what do you mean? From like ceremonies or healing, oh, yeah. or you know, when I'm living my everyday life, uh-huh. I'm standing in the grocery store, I'm at the jujitsu gym, I'm, I'm taking the kids to a, out to eat or something. Yeah. And I'll be standing there, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Who, who am I? Well, I'm a human being right now. Yeah. And that is completely different than being isolated as in this is all there is. Yeah. So that's been a, an integration integration process for me. Right, because you know so much more once you started this journey mm-hmm. than before. Mm-hmm. It just opens your mind up to understand things on another level. At least for me, my thing, what I learned is like every time we get irritated with somebody, I would have, or you, mostly you. If I'm being really honest, it's it's always Tyler. Yeah. I'm but, the trigger of all <laughs> triggers. But, um, but it's not, and it's, it's something within me that I wouldn't say it's like an insecurity, but maybe an insecurity, a wound of some kind that. I have to figure out why I'm being triggered so badly. Mm -hmm. 
So it's been interesting just with that knowledge alone that my big takeaway from all of the ceremonies I've done is that I need to stop and actually think about what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and how I can transmute that energy. Mm -hmm. Because mine would always be anger. I'd go straight to anger. But then it was, now it's like, okay, well, why am I angry? What happened? Where is this feeling coming from? And it's all like, it's all within me. No other person has the capacity to make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. No matter what they say, mm-hmm. it's a choice within me, mm-hmm. how they make me feel. Ultimately, it's my choice. They cannot make me feel Anyway, that's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. It's how I allow myself to react to that person. Mm-hmm. Because the only way a human can ever have power over you is if you allow them to control how you respond to your own emotions. Exactly. So my big takeaway from all the medicine that I've consumed is being able to stop in the moment and feel the emotion and not react to it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, and you can disagree or agree, but out thanks, of thanks for the permission, honey. You're welcome. Because I'm going to say something about myself. So if you feel differently, you can. Okay. I feel when I come out of ceremony or out of medicine, I'm incredibly grounded and I can stay in my center and be level headed. And I can ground myself back down really well. I don't think a lot of people know how to do that or know that they can. And that's where the like, well, actually, no, after my like first heart ceremony, I was kind of all over the place after that. That was intense for me. But um, after the second one, it was. I was really good mm-hmm. and grounded and centered and I stayed in my center and my core. You were floating all over the place. Mm-hmm. I had a wound <laughs> that got surfaced that yeah. I was trying to fucking deal with. Yeah. That was the first time I think I realized how different you and I are after ceremonies. And that was the first time I think I've seen you like that though mm-hmm. too, which for me, it was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I could tell you were going through something. I didn't know what to do. So I just let you go through it. But that's how it is sometimes after ceremony. Mm-hmm. It took us like two and a half to three weeks before we came really back together. And it was interesting because it's like you're in a good mood and I'm in a good mood. But whenever we come together, it's just not jiving. And so it's like, bye, love you. (laughs) Bye, love you. But then I remember sitting there thinking, like, I don't know what the fucking problem is. But then I realized this goes back into when I first started the podcast or when we first started the podcast of the the boomerang effect. Mm -hmm. You think that you have dealt with it, but then you have to continuously be able to overcome it Mm -hmm. before the test stops. Yeah. And so then in that case, it's like, what's wrong? There's all these things. 
And ultimately it came down to, I just have to heal this wound that's surfacing at the time. That's yeah. why you are triggering me. People, other people are triggering me. Triggering other people me. were, tri- everybody was Everyone triggering was. you. I did not get triggered. I was just bebopping around, kind of quiet, kind of like, I don't know. I was feeling really good and happy and it just triggered you. And I, I remember talking to our healer being like, I don't know what to do because I feel so good and he doesn't. And I, I can't drop my energy level down to his level to match him. So I'm just carrying on with my day and I'm just letting him be and, She was just like, just let him figure, he'll figure it out. He'll come out of it eventually. And I remember being like, how long is this going to (laughs) take? Luckily, you figure things out really quick. Mm -hmm. It's just not normal for everybody. Like nobody can compare their experience to Tyler's experience. It's just, I don't even know how to say that without like, talking you up so highly do you know what i'm talking about well i mean feel free because you definitely don't talk me up very highly on the daily no, basis I, you try to ground me <laughs> yeah i don't uh stroke tyler's ego at all because there are so many other people out there doing it i i've learned that my job is not that i do not need to tell him how great he is or how powerful or how wonderful because he already knows that's not my role. I feel like my role is kind of the opposite. It's like, hey, come back down a few notches. Like, it's just you and I here. But I would say in your healing and your journey and your learning and your knowledge, you're above average. Even, like, your brain is just above average before this journey ever even started. Mm-hmm you just have like the capacity to hold so much in your memory and in your brain. Like we joke, you have a Rolodex in there Mm -hmm. because it's like you do. Oh, Oh, I know. And it's, it's so it's like, we can't compare. No, we can't compare. That's what it comes down to is that do not like, if you listen to my podcast, don't don't be like, how does he get it? Where like how does he do this? It's just he's been this way since he was a kid, you guys. It's not new. He's always been able to like store information. I mean, the kids will ask him a random question about some freaking city in a different country, and he'll just be like, Oh, blah 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 blah. This is the population. <laughs> this is like the- what the flag looks like. This is uh, like all this weird facts, but. Well, a lot of people have that. It's, it's just that I we're guess. all different. Okay. Yeah. We're all different. Everyone has special powers and everybody has weaknesses. Yeah. And there's things that I look at people and I go, I have no idea how they do that. I wish I could do that so bad. However, that same human being would look at me and couldn't even fathom some of the things that I'm able to do. We're all equally important. We're all special. We're all on our own journey, and we're at different, ro- like different places in the road. Yeah. <clears throat> so you just focus on yourself. It's not a competition. It's not about the destination. It's about just trying to do the best that you can do, 
and it is hard because the the wounds come up and then you're you're miserable it sucks and you have to deal with it the what brought all this up was after that ceremony it took you a good three weeks to get straightened back out which three weeks does not sound or i mean it doesn't sound like a long time but for you to be spiraling like that for that amount of time was for me weird. Yes. Yeah, that's for what me I mean. Personally, it was weird. Yeah, normally like give me a day or two. Yeah, and he'll come back, but it was a good 3 weeks and it was like it was deep. It was really deep, yeah. It was deep. It was that I literally felt my whole fucking life that I was too much. Yeah, and then I was, I think me feeling really good and not really wanting to listen to you talk was making about it, your issues and yeah. how you're feeling was making it even worse, but that's where I was at. But that's the what had to happen. I yeah. know, because it was like, yeah, you like basically went silent for three weeks mm-hmm. and had to sit there. And I think our healer was even like, wow, that, that was so fast. And I'm like, what? Like, that's so not, not common for Tyler, but people, but my point is, is that like, that can happen to anybody. I was like that for two, three months after our first ceremony, when I was like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to see what I have to work on. I don't want to do any of that. I, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. Because of fear. Because of fear, but that's how big just the little bit of fear can literally talk you out of doing anything good and healing for yourself yeah it cripples you it i was crippled it like i had to have stern conversations with our healer about like what the fuck are you doing literally what the fuck are you doing why are you doing this to yourself you're talking yourself out of something that's going to help you and I, do, I don't know why, like, I don't know where, well, it's weird to say that I don't know where my fear was coming from. I was fearing something that never even came up in my healing is the best part. And, um, when I did heal it, it was like, oh, that, that wasn't so bad. But getting there, this is what I say, like getting out of the medicine and then realizing where you need to heal and take accountability and like be in the wound is not easy. This like the shadow work, I guess you would call it Mm -hmm. Um, in in like your day to day life, like no medicine, no nothing. You're alone and you know what you have to work on. Nobody wants to do that. Except for when you realize what you gain from it. Yeah. And then you do it, you do the work, and then you go, why was I holding on to that for so long? What was my attachment to that? And then it just like opens up all these different doors, right? Well, yeah, because you start to realize that your mind is not you. You are not your mind. Mm -hmm. Your mind just crafts stories that's Mm -hmm. all it does and then depending on what happens like what situation we are in yeah we we get emotions 
Uh And then the emotion sticks to this story. (laughs) And then we hold on to that story as if that's the truth. Yeah. And it's so silly if you think about it that way, because it's like, why do we hold on to that fear and anger and like loneliness and all of those icky emotions attached to a story that we're not even living in? Because of identity. This goes back to who am I? If, if, you took all my accolades away. If you took away uh, a brown belt in jujitsu and a blacksmith guy and, and a metal worker and a husband and a podcaster and a healer, what all these things, then who am I? Mm-hmm. Am I a 35-year-old man that's living in Sylvana, Washington? Or, if that's the case, is that the same person who is eight years old in Wenatchee. And if that's the case, then how come I said I was a 35 year old man? Yeah. Right. And when you talk and you hear, who is it? One of them's talking and the other one's listening. Mm. So who are you? Are you asking me? Yeah. Who am I? No, I'm just saying like, so who are we? Oh, yeah. And it well, goes when into when you're that, by yourself and you're going into these things and you hold on to these stories. Yeah. If you strip yourself of them, then what happens? So many people are victims. Victim mentality, uncomfortable. Because if you were to strip them of yeah. the story, then they would just be lazy and not holding their lives account, holding themselves accountable. Well, I think if you strip them of the story, they wouldn't feel secure. Exactly. They need like s- naked. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody they, likes to be naked. No, unless well, you, unless do. you, unless you, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yes, we like to be naked when we love ourselves. Yes, and we find our true, authentic self. And we remember who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have Tyler standing butt ass naked in the jungle <laughs> because because I love myself. Right. But prior to that, no, I wouldn't because I'm insecure of that person, the true me. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I keep these masks and karmic stories, stories yeah. as my identity. And I will fight to the death to not let them get taken off. Because what happens when my naked body shows? Well, I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a lot of cool things that happen mm-hmm. afterwards, too, yeah. in your day-to-day life. Yeah, there are. Way more cool shit than bad shit. Well, I no. shouldn't say bad shit. It's not bad shit. It's just... Stuff that happens that it's like literally, like you said, it's like a test. Like, were you paying attention to the lessons that you just learned? Because you're going to be tested on them. I feel like you just get tested after you come out of any form of medicine where you healed a little bit. Well, it's just like in anything in life. Yeah. If you want to level up, there's tests. Yeah. In one way, shape or another. Yeah. Think about just this room. This room didn't exist. Well, this room has many rooms. I know, but okay, the room has existed, but 
the energy in this room has been created through this process. Yeah. All the sound healing techniques, um, the different plants. Like, think about smudging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all things that we've brought in home. There's, we do little rituals. Uh-huh. There's a lot that you take away from it and, and you, you bring back to your, like, everyday life. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that we, oh, I forgot I had tea on my lap. I almost just spilled it. I think one of the biggest things we've taken away is taken away from ceremonies and what we've learned is actually how we take what we learned and teach our children. Yes. That's probably been the biggest healing, I think I would say. Because ultimately our healing journey is great it's for us but mostly it's for our children and the future generations i feel because we're not going to be here forever like what a gift to be able to pass down to our kids so we've brought music in the house we brought crystals in the house we brought i don't know all of the stuff in the house that now our kids get to experience. And they do things their own way too. So it's really cool watching them like figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh, it's the best. The yeah. magic in all of this is my favorite part of all yeah. of it. Is yeah. the energy. I, I'm fascinated with frequency and energy and vibration. Mm-hmm. It, and once you learn that like, Everything has energy and vibration. You look at things differently. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain that. But like you just, you see things differently. Like my kids or somebody, grandma, dog, whoever can walk in the room and I can instantly tell what kind of mood they're in. It's just like a level of, because I feel like our energy levels are so high now that anything lower is like, hmm. But I also know when someone's on the wavelength too. Yeah, that too. It's like, oh man, where have you been my whole life? Yeah. But at the same time, I know that the people right now on this earth who have a certain vibration that's substantially higher than the rest of the mm-hmm. populace are here to help raise the vibration. Yeah. Because once a certain amount of souls have this vibration, darkness will cease to exist for however long until people forget how to shine bright. Yeah. The greatest thing I think about like this work and this journey that we're on is once you reach that level of vibration, you don't want to go back down. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like you find ways to bring it up wherever you go, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't go many places. I'm pretty much home and work. Mm-hmm. But but like even there, 
it's like everyone's complaining, nobody wants to be there, and I'm just bebopping around like, hi, you know. Complimenting people is probably the easiest way to bring up someone's energy. Yeah, sending them love. People do not get complimented enough. Or I don't know if they don't get complimented enough. They're just not used to hearing it. It's like one of the easiest things that you could do to somebody to just put a smile on their face and make them feel good for the day. And if everyone's feeling good, even for a little speck of the day, I think that that's a, that's a win. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know that I've ever asked you this question. Oh. As my wife. I'm nervous. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. If if someone was to ask you, like, have you noticed a difference in your husband since he uh, has got on this journey or got to this point? Like, is there a difference? And if there is, good or bad, and what are the differences between prior to ever learning about spirituality, mm-hmm. prior to any ayahuasca, prior to stones and bones, prior to all of it, compared to right now? Well, yeah, I have noticed a difference. I don't know how to explain it. So before, like, any of your healing, before your ayahuasca, it was Tyler's head was full of real world shit going on like people will call you what conspiracy theorist and it would be like so deep into that and into like the corrupt government and all this stuff that I feel like you lacked a lot of compassion mm-hmm. for people the fat people are fat the dumb people are dumb like it was just very black and white for you you could not see the in between you, you didn't think people were wounded there was an there Everybody has an excuse, like, cold. I remember even for a while thinking, like, I don't even know if I could be married to this guy, if he's going to be like this forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it would come and go. I think COVID threw you when COVID happened. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, all everything that I've ever known is coming true. And there's no, I mean, what, you were like, there's no point in anything anymore. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember you telling me, like, you're too fucking extreme. Yeah. Even my brother called me and was Yeah, like, because I told I would talk to your brother and be like, I don't know what to do. I there's no talking him out of anything. What he knows is what he knows, and you can't tell him anything else. It was very dark for a while. And it, did we live at the duplex when you went to ayahuasca the first time or were we here no no we had to have been here not here we didn't live here yes we. yes did. we did yep we were already living here yeah i remember like when you decided to go i didn't really know anything about it 
I don't even remember what I said. I feel like I was just like, okay. Yeah. I said I was going to go and you were like, all right. You didn't like ask me what it was or I just said I was going to be gone for a night. And you were like, later. I think because you were so <coughs> extreme. I mean, you're still kind of really extreme now, but there's reasoning behind the extremeness now that I understand compared to back then. It was just a level of extreme as in like, I'm never going to understand what he does. I don't understand the way his brain thinks and I've stopped fighting it. Go do whatever it is you're going to do in a hut with some people have at it. And when you came home, it was kind of like, babe, my mind was blown away. And it was like this excitement. But at the same time, I've seen this excitement in Tyler so many times when he would have different, when you would have different things, when blacksmithing popped up and you were all in it. And then it was, I don't even remember what was next. Anything that I find anything that he's passionate about, he's like all in. So after the first ceremony, I could tell that you were really excited about it. And then I just don't feel like I I was even um, uh, committed to hearing about it. No. Because I thought it was just going to be another phase, another thing that he was passionate about and then it would move on to the next thing and then the next thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. This is still happening. There's still things that he's like super passionate about and different things come up all the time as we've learned. Um, But I just, I don't think I realized how much of an impact it would have on your like home life. Um, And then we went downhill for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the ego started getting really big mm-hmm. and you started thinking things were okay that were not okay. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's kind of when I was like, uh, no, I'm going to get on this journey now too. And I'm going to show Tyler how it's supposed to be, which ultimately I would say that I got on the journey for that reason. But now I see that it was because I needed to, to show myself like what was truly going on and how I really did have a big part in this as well. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't about like, oh, I got to show Tyler up. It was more about like, I'm not understanding where you're coming from with some of this. Now that I now that I know what I know, it had nothing to do with ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. It was just other influences in your life at the time. Um, But me getting on the journey and feeling the healing for myself made me understand that Tyler's changing wasn't just another extreme in his life and something he was passionate about. It ran a lot deeper and it wasn't going to go away. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, this is my husband now. And it's almost been like falling in love with a completely different person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have that like, who really are you? Oh, I kind of like you. And then it's like different 
different things. It's, it's like a completely different um, feeling than the first time. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you feel... So what you're saying is that there has been a change. Yeah, but it didn't take until I got on this journey and I went to ayahuasca. Um, it didn't take until I was on it to realize that this wasn't just another phase in your life, like the forging and the blacksmithing and, and the knife making. Like it wasn't just another passion. This isn't a hobby. Yeah. It wasn't just a hobby that was going to fizzle out when something else came along. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is way different than a hobby. And it was like, yeah. So I got on the journey and I would just like to say that Tyler's journey and my journey are two totally different roads. Would you agree? Yeah. I'm. Besides the fact that we're married and we talk about, well, I don't, I actually don't tell Tyler a lot about my journey until I've done it. Yeah. And I, she likes to keep things to herself a lot. Her private, like what she talks to the girlfriends about, <clears throat> her journeys, whatever her traumas are. And that's okay. I think it's really like, for me, I keep it private because it's like a self-discovery, I feel. Like I've never been able to keep anything to myself and I've always had to lay everything I was doing out on the table with fear of if I did this, would I be rejected? Mm -hmm. So I would just like knock that off the table and I would do mostly what I had to do to make sure everybody else was happy. And now it's like, I'm on this journey for myself and myself only. Mm -hmm. Will it benefit my husband and kids? I 100% believe it will, but I have to do it for myself first. Mm -hmm. Like when I signed up for ayahuasca, I didn't tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I haven't been secretive like that, but just some like things like I signed up for a private and I just told you mm-hmm. and I just not everything has to be shared right away. I think that it's totally okay to keep some things private. Yeah. And, and there's certain people who really enjoy their privateness and there's people who like them. My privateness isn't that sacred to me. No, and that's that's another thing is like I hold a lot of it sacred. I right. think when I, I think I've had a knowing for a very long time that our life was going to be like this. And so it's more familiar to me. And sometimes I would say I get really excitedly selfish to have a little tidbit of a secret from you mm-hmm. because you have all of these like major like really exciting things going on in your life and i like to bask in the joy of my secrets for a little bit your secrets are exciting for you yeah because they're for you they're not like secret secrets i'm not doing anything secretive that like you can't know about right and i know that yeah that's why no i find it good Mm -hmm. i'm happy that you have people in your life other than me <laughs> to talk to because as your husband, I can't be your, your best friend and your therapist and your girlfriend who you get drinks with. And like, I can't be all that. Yeah. And so it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so long answer, but yeah, I would say there has been a big change in you and me. And what is it? What is that change? If you could put it into words, like if someone said like, I haven't seen Tyler in five years (laughs) or three years. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Tyler since the beginning of the pandemic. What well, it's hard because you've always been like the life of the party. Like you always walk into the room and you grab all the attention and that's not changed. But it's more of like the energy that you put off now isn't like intimidation. Mm-hmm. It's more welcoming and the fact of like people gravitate towards you in a good way. Not, a, not like a, I want to be friends with him because he looks like he can murder everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to be friends with him because his energy is just so vibrant. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, There's a lot that's changed. I mean, you don't drink alcohol anymore. No. Which is like I don't drink alcohol. I've never drank. So I'm. And that's the weird thing, too, is like it's not even something where I was like, I have a problem and need to quit alcohol. Mm -mm. No, it just, you just gradually, I don't know. You just stopped drinking. I don't know. Because it lowers my vibration. Yeah. It makes it to where I can't tune in. Well, it is a downer. I know, but it's like even as, as small as this. If I walk in the forest and go talk to the tree, the tree will fucking talk to me. If I want to ask the rock a question, the rock will give me an answer. I can talk to all the things in the forest. Mm-hmm. I can talk to the spirits. I can, I, I, it's like I can tune in and hear and feel. I take one beer and all of a sudden I go back outside and I'm struggling to connect. Yeah. When I know that I have 24 7 customer service with the universe at all times and all of a sudden my cord like i I got shitty connection it's irritating if i drink more than two beers the connection's severed it's like a it disconnects you from a natural high yeah from the the vibration that i was in yeah i was i had i don't understand how you could like i people obviously have What's the word? Like crutch? Like a crutch? Vice. Vice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alcohol seems to be like the main one. Well, that's the one that's legal and pushed everywhere. That's true. That is true. Probably the easiest. I don't well, know. It, it, it severs your connection with spirit. That's why it's called spirits. Oh. Is because it, it possesses you. It takes over, ruins your motor function skills, which that's your senses. So if we're going off of your Claire audio or Claire buoyance or whatever the Claire's are, mm-hmm. which is subtle and you have to be still and fucking really tune in. And then you drink and it makes it to where you can't even fucking talk or walk. Imagine what it did to the other ones, the ones that were subtle. Yeah. You won't even believe that they're there. Right. And if you don't even believe that you have these powers, 
you're stuck in the five sense reality matrix. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably, I don't know, you just stopped drinking. I don't, I couldn't even tell you when. Well, I don't even know when either. I don't know when. And it's not like. I mean, you did try to have a beer the other night. I was going to say, I was. it's yeah. not like I'm against it. I no. did go to drink a beer. I was like, I'm going to drink this beer that's been sitting in my fridge for <laughs> however long. And I drank it and it's like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. How about some water with lemon in it? it? Yeah. I don't think he finished it. No, it was nasty. No. Well, is there anything else that you want to speak of while we're on the podcast? Mm, I don't know. How are you feeling from being home? What, you've been home for two weeks now? Mm-hmm. Costa Rica? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel really good. Do you? Yeah. Um... It's always hard integrating back into the dense 3D world. But I also have done this enough now, and I feel like I'm at a place where the world doesn't control my frequency anymore. Mm. Well, I think you also get to come back to our home. Yeah, the forest. (laughs) In the forest. Yeah. And I tell you, I send you a message. Hey, I'm in the forest. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. Gotta go ground. (laughs) I just go back there with nothing. Yeah. And I just sit Mm -hmm. and I talk to the trees and I talk to the birds and my ravens come and I listen to the wind and I look at, I look at the sun and I smell the smells and it just like... I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like it brings me back in alignment. Mm -hmm. And we are a musical instrument of God. Look at what we can do. We can sing, we can play, we can dance. We're like the coolest instrument of all. And because everything's a frequency, we run off of a certain frequency. But through life and all the crazy EMFs that are blasted at us all day long, we get out of tune. Mm -hmm. If we're a musical instrument, then we need to be in tune. And that is the frequency we're supposed to be at. So what I found is what even if I go to the store, if I go to the gym, and it's nothing against these places. It's just frequencies that aren't my default frequency. I know what my default frequency is, and that's the frequency I have when I'm out in the forest with Mm -hmm. nature. It's calm. I know my aura is blue and I can feel that my energy is crystal clear. Anything other than that means that, you know, I'm dealing with other shit. Mm -hmm. And so since being back from the jungle, I feel like I've been really aware of when my energy's wonky Mm -hmm. and it's a simple fix of breath and go out to the forest for a little bit. Yeah. So that's, I think, helped ground me because mm-hmm. I definitely don't feel untethered like I did the previous time. After ceremony. Yes. Yeah. I don't feel like you are. I feel like. I you need definitely to... came back quieter. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
I still talk a lot. You do still talk a lot, but it's different than before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's just a level of more calmness, I think. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how people are doing that had to go back to like a city environment. It's probably really difficult. I can imagine it would be really hard. Especially if you're just learning, like going to the jungle yeah. for that amount of time. That was a, people got like lifetimes of healing in a week. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to do that right out of the bat, my beginning of my healing journey. I do think that I'm going to be there next year. If you decide to go, I think I'm going to go. Yep. Um, oh, we're going. But that'll be a whole almost two years for my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would make a very big difference than it being like my first time. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't ready to go this year. It just didn't. Everyone's like, how, how come you didn't go with Tyler? Why did you stay here? It's not my time that I just, I didn't even really want to go which people like nobody can understand that but i just no but you wanted me to go yeah i did you're really excited i was really excited yeah i was really excited there have been a couple times when you've been um invited to go to like a healing ceremony where i'm like you have to go like this is gonna be so cool and i'm almost more excited than you are because you reap the rewards. Do I? Hell yeah, babe. Look at, not to toot my own horn, but look what type of husband you toot, have now. Toot, toot. You even say, I have helped put a lot of work into this man. I'm not willing to lose. That's true. I have. I have done a lot of work. So that's Yeah, I that's did why. do a lot of work. And I know. For my own benefit, yeah. You coming with this private coming up? Mm-hmm. That you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. I'm really excited too. And it's like, why would I be so excited? Because when my wife heals, <laughs> trust me, I reap the rewards too. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to somebody who was in a marriage where their significant other struggled with the journey? Where their significant other struggled? Like there's a husband and a wife. Husband's on the journey. Wife is struggling to understand why. Um, Unless she gets on the journey, she probably may never understand. And that's the truth. But also that doesn't mean that you need to split up. It takes two. The, hu- the husband also needs to understand that his wife did not experience what he experienced. Mm-hmm. She has not done what he's done, and therefore she can't. He's can't judge or compare. Right. So I do feel like me personally. I just I feel there's gonna come a time for all these couples where one's on the journey and one's not, where it's gonna be a either jump on board or there's gonna be. I don't know if a separation is the right word, but a disconnect. There will be because one person's leveling up and they're raising their vibration. And we only can be on the same 
vibration or frequency as whatever we like we're only going to get what resonates with that Mm -hmm. so once it gets too far wonky like out of alignment yeah then it doesn't interact with each other anymore so usually the person who has the higher vibration is not going to lower it down right so what happens is that the person with the lower vibration has two options they either figure out how to get the vibration raised up or they accept the disc, the, the severed connection Mm -hmm. because they're just not, you can't be tuned into channel 13 and channel 90 at the same time. Channel 90 says, no motherfucker, we're (laughs) staying on channel 90. 13 can either start moving up channels to 90 to get in sync or, Accept the fact that they're not going to be on the same, have the same reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, what if that, what if the person never feels called to be on the journey? Then maybe they're not supposed to be together. Mm. Because if, I, w- I would put myself in this position. <coughs> if you were on the journey... And you're trying to talk to me all the time. And I simply don't understand. And you're getting frustrated. You have no one to talk to about what's going on. And I simply am unwilling to ever really truly understand. Because I'm not called to that. At what point is this not going to work out? Me and you talk every single day. Mm -hmm. A lot. Thousands of words. (laughs) Thousands of words. True. You are my best friend. Mm -hmm. I am your best friend. We love each other deeply. We talk about kids. We talk about finances. We talk about dreams. We talk about goals. We talk about dreams as far as sleeping dreams and not goals. (laughs) We talk about spirituality. We talk about past lives. I talk to you about killing myself in my last life and leaving you and abandoning you and needing to say that I'm sorry and I apologize for what I did mm-hmm. in my last life over the phone, and you cry. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to talk about this? Have yeah. you talked about this? A on little the bit. Podcast? A little bit. Oh, okay. So my point is, is like, we'll go into that in a second, but in this husband-wife relationship, if you can't have that, then you are doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. If you can't communicate about everything, everything openly, I could see where that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are like the really open one. Like I'm the open one and then I've been trying to quote unquote pry you open. Yeah. And it got to the point where it's like I gave up almost on trying to pry open. Mm -hmm. You chose to crack yourself open. Yeah. Because at some point I was just going to leave that. Mm -hmm. So that is not what I wanted. I just wanted the can open is all I fucking (laughs) wanted. (laughs) But I couldn't open the can. Yeah. You had to open the can. Yeah. 
And so in that situation, it's like, maybe you, if you're truly not called to it, then maybe that then me cracking the can open wouldn't have even been an option. But if it gets to that point and your significant other is about to like peace out because you're not willing to even dip your little toe into the journey or healing yourself or any of that, then there's the question of, are you really meant to be together? Because you're supposed to do anything within reason. Like, yeah, you're not going to fucking die. You're not going to kill somebody for you or do any. You're going to ingest a plant. But you should really be willing to do anything to see yourself moving forward with your significant other. If it makes you uncomfortable, it there's a reason. I feel. Yeah, fear. Fear. And if it's you're fear scared, of not being in control. It, yes. And and I will say I think women have this fear more than men. Well, yeah, because they're the vulnerable creatures. Yeah. The fear of not being in control of your body, the fear of what will happen, the fear uh, women go through a lot of fucked up shit in their lifetimes even if there's no legitimate trauma. We like to create stories and we attach ourselves to the story and we come up with a million excuses to get out of anything that we don't want to do. But when it comes to like, like, I don't know if you're fighting, if you think that this person is your soulmate and you're unwilling to even try, then maybe they're not your soulmate. Think about this. Your husband is a stones and bones shaman. Yeah. How would this relationship between me and you be able to even remotely work if you had never got on this path? Well, there's two things. You would have never learned that you're the stones and bones shaman. Mm -hmm. And I... No, you don't know that. I don't think so. I think you (laughs) and I... The reason that we're where where we are today is because we've never left. Mm -hmm. We've put in the work. We've done the freaking hard shit. We've gotten uncomfortable. We've communicated about everything. And you wouldn't be where you are today without me. And I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Yes, I will say 100%. There's... Words are really hard for me lately. They're like on the tip of my tongue. There's a, it's like a yin and a yang. Okay. Yin yang? (laughs) Babe, I don't remember the word. Okay, then. There's like two pieces that like fit perfectly together. Okay. A key and a lock? (laughs) I don't know. Never mind. We're skipping that. Okay. There were things that had to align perfectly for us to get here. Mm-hmm. Do I know if you would have ever figured out if you were the stones and bones? I don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter because if I would have never gotten on the journey, then our lives would be completely different. And you maybe would have never gone there Mm -hmm. and you would have never gone to heart ceremony and you would have never, you know, got gotten what you've gotten out of that because that was, 
I feel like I kind of called that into our lives. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I, I think that we're where we're at right now because we decided to stick together and work through all the hard shit. I know. I was just saying, like, imagine someone else, like, f- for instance, me, I'm still, in, I be, I remembered that at some point in my soul life, mm-hmm. I was a stones and bones shaman. Mm-hmm. And I've been remembering the tools and modalities that I used to use around a fire <laughs> back fucking in the caveman time. Yeah. You can understand that now. Yeah. When it first came out, you didn't even really understand it. And you were on the healing journey. Yeah, I didn't really. Well, I did. I did understand it. I didn't understand how dark it could go. Mm-hmm. But what made me really understand it is our daughter. Because I think she's just like you. Mm-hmm. In her and everything. <laughs> fucking weird but um i think she made me understand it on a different level that it's not about going into the darkness it's about finding light in the darkness and and bringing it together Mm -hmm. because when i first heard you say that you were that i'm like oh my gosh that sounds scary and Mm -hmm. like dark and who the yeah. fuck wants to do that? And I will say, you didn't ask for this either. Fuck no, I didn't <laughs> ask for this. I didn't know I did not ask for this. But I have, since I'm learning what my role is with it, and I don't think it would be possible without me, and I don't think that my role would be possible without you. I think that it had to work out this way. And I think, I don't know, I think that that's kind of... How soulmates work in this realm, especially when you get to healing and get to experience that with your soulmate. Mm-hmm. But that's if we're both on the same journey. Yeah. If there's a husband and wife who one all of a sudden realizes that he's a medicine man or a wounded <laughs> healer and the other person. I would probably think that you were crazy. Yes. I would probably think that you just go and do plant medicine and are just this go get high on the weekend yeah probably yeah except for when i come home and i tell you hey i know a whole fucking language it's the oldest language ever known to man i would still probably think you just went and got high on the weekend (laughs) (laughs) and he learned a legit chinese he learned chinese in one fucking Uh, night yeah yeah oh god so i can only imagine i i don't know i I just hope that everyone can find happiness and love and is willing to look in the mirror and be and hold themselves accountable and want to remember who they truly are. Mm-hmm. Want to learn how to harness their powers. The reason why we don't have them all the time is because we're not capable of dealing with such high level shit when we're wounded. We will use it for the wrong reasons. Well, we also came we also came to earth to live in this form, mm-hmm. which is you. I don't think you can live in the powers in this form here the way that we're supposed to, if that makes sense. Well, no, it's, we need to be able to find the balance between yeah, the worlds. A balance. This is, this is Midgard. This is the middle. Mm-hmm. It's where we bring the world of the dead and the spirits from above 
and 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 bring it into 3D form. Mm-hmm. So it's still like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm still Tyler. I still <laughs> got to build shit and chop wood and I'm going to the dump and I picked up the trailer and yeah. I got chicken shit on my boots. I still got to cook food. I still got to take the dogs on the walk. I'm still a human being. Yeah. I just happened to have unlocked something that has been suppressed from humans for a very long time mm-hmm. that that didn't go extinct. Yeah. And now it's coming back. Well, and our the state of our world is at a place right now where it has to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just has to. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I hope that helps a little bit on some of the issues that we can run into after we get on the healing journey and also some of the benefits that happen and things that you do get to bring home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't change a single thing about any of it. Mm-mm. I I would say if you're if you're even remotely interested in plant medicine, just try it. Just try it. Just try It'll it. Bl- it will make. Open your mind yes. and just accept it and receive it. And there's just like no going back after. I don't think I've met one person that's regretted it. I've met people who regret it because they didn't want to see what they were shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they w- are still attached to their old story. Mm-hmm. But that you don't learn how how to to get out of that attachment. Like it's it's not something you just learn and it goes away. Because you could have multiple wounds attached to the story. So it's not as easy as going to take plant medicine and you're all better. No, but it definitely helps shine light on on some things that are truly important to your soul. Yeah. I mean, think about the fact we're sitting in a room where I've been having people from all over yeah, come mm-hmm. to get healing from me mm-hmm. when someone would be like, this guy was a metal worker <laughs> like last year. What do you mean yeah. he's healing people at his home? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because my healing isn't something you go to school for. Mm-hmm. It's not something you find in a fucking book. You can't learn it on YouTube. It's something that is... I don't know. It's a part of my soul from fucking millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the only way that someone can even remotely understand is if they work with me. Yeah. Because it, I can't explain it. And if I do, I sound crazy. Yeah. But yet when I work with these people, things that have been issues for them their whole entire lives yeah, are being removed in, a, in an hour session. And well, and they're gaining the understanding of of what they've been feeling. Yes, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cool. It is. It's cool to witness. We have we have many lives that we've lived, uh-huh. and gaining the understanding that you may feel like a lot of people. I feel that do have a. Um, 
like a remembrance of a past life, they feel crazy mm-hmm. and they feel like no one's going to understand it. But it's like validating when you go somewhere and there's somebody that's like, no, I get it. Like, this is my life too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So with that being said, yeah. if you want to work with me, <laughs> make sure to get a hold of me at Compassionate Viking podcast at gmail.com i do a 20 minute free phone consultation if you're within the area we can do in person and if you're not in the area we'll do over the phone or facetime or zoom or however it doesn't it doesn't matter we can do the same modalities over the uh over the phone or the internet however in person obviously is always the best because you can share actual energy with one another Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll get to meet you too. Yeah, and we have so many <laughs> things. You know, we have, there's like 30 different types of medicines that we have just at our house. And not all medicine has to be a plant. Mm-mm. It could be music. It could be a bone. It could be a rock. It could be a crystal. It could be a song. It could be a quote. It could be a picture. It could be a smell. It could be a thought. It could be a, a feeling. That, that it could be just listening to the birds chirp out in the forest. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do know that people are coming here and they're leaving and going, I don't know how to explain what happened, <laughs> but this blew my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, welcome to the Stones and Bones show. It's the magic. It's the real magic mm-hmm. that's subtle and not illusions. And you're a huge, huge part of that. So thank you, babe. I love you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys. Have a good week, and we will see you next one. Oh.
Day, day, day.